The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. I just have to tell you guys, um, I don't know about you, if any of you are parents. I'm sure I have some listeners that are, and they have children that are preteens, little kids, whatever, whatever it be. But I have two little girls, and they're complete opposites. So one of them is kind of like more of my tomboy, and then my younger one is my clone. And I feel really bad for her because she, um, she's exactly like me, and I, I don't think the world even really needed one Megan, and they seem to have gotten Megan, but in the form of my child, Ella. She loves to sing. She loves to perform. She wants to be an actress, which is terrifying. My husband and I are like, please don't do that. And so we 
we like to sing in the car. Like we are car shower in our house singers. We're always singing something. And so the other day I'm in my car and I'm driving and Ella's in the back seat and I'm blaring Whitney Houston singing at the top of my lungs. And I, I hear Ella go, I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> Stop. And Sophie was in the car too. And I was like, Ella, what did you say? And she goes, I want to feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> and we were just like, Ella, what, is, what does heat mean? And she's like, you know, mom, like, I want to feel the heat with Ruthie, the dog, our dog. And we were just like, oh, yes, yes, that is so, that's true. You do want to feel the heat with that, with the dog. And she's like, well, who do you want to feel the heat with? And I was like, well, I guess I kind of want to feel the heat with, um, like, you know, on the pavement walking down the street. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of what I wanted to say. So anyway, um, yeah, my daughter is... Uh, She's a lot like me, and I, I feel a little bit bad for her. Well, hello, everybody. I would like to introduce my guest. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. You look so pretty. Oh, thanks. It's so nice. Pretty. <laughs> you do look pretty. It's nice to see you. Um, Rebecca and I were neighbors mm -hmm. many years ago, right? I mean, God, yep. that was like a decade ago, right? It, oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Over a decade. And um, she is also a, originally a Washingtonian, Virginia, right? You were Correct. You're yeah. from Virginia. And former, it's now called the Washington Football Club, but a former NFL cheerleader, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, and I'm having Rebecca on because um, her story is a, a pretty cool, interesting I, I don't know if I want to say cool, but um, I think it's cool because I think her putting the word out into the world about what it's like to be a parent of a trans child is so important. And um, I reached out to her because I love following her on social media and seeing her daughter um, shine. And I just asked her if she would come on my podcast and try to tell the story of what it's like, you know, coming to this place with her child and getting the word out on what it's like being a transparent. And um, I'm just so grateful and lucky to have you on today. So welcome. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. So why don't we start with, um, how, you have two children, right? Correct. I gave birth okay. to two boys. Okay. So, and, and the ages? Um, let's see. Well, Star's birthday is today. So she just turned, Aww. she's eight. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, Eli's six and a half. So they're 16 months apart. Okay. Gosh, that's so close. And Star is your child that your oldest child that is trans, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And why don't you tell me about, because I remember Star as a baby because you moved, you moved away and we moved to a different city, but we, mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen you in years. I mean, we've, kept in touch via social media, but mm -hmm. why don't you tell me what it was like 
uh, just the le- like starting out like in Star's life, like how sure. she came into the world and when you knew that something was, you know, I'm not going to say different because I don't want to say different. I want to say special. Are you good with that's that? That's what we use. Yeah. That's special. what we use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't like describing somebody oh. as different. Yeah. I, I'll explain to you how I explained it to her. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, she was born Lucas Michael. And um, as she became, so even now when we refer to her before she transitioned to a girl, we still call that the toddler Lucas. So I'll say, Star, come look at this picture of Lucas when he was okay. three. So basically anything from like five and above, she was Star. It's, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of like talking about a child that no longer exists, but um, she feels comfortable with that. So that's cool with us. Um, so I noticed around, let's see, I was, I don't know, uh, I was probably pregnant with Eli. So around the 16 to 18 months, I, I would notice that we'd have, we had toys, but they were mostly all educational toys. Um, okay. As a teacher, I don't really know. I didn't really know how to play. So I only knew how to talk, teach. And, um, but then I got some, I think he, he got some cars for, as a gift. And I remember he did not want to play with these cars. And I didn't know what to do with them, to be honest. I remember at the time calling my husband, Lucas wants to play with these cars and I don't know what to do with them, except for roll them on the ground. Is that all you do with toy cars? <laughs> and my husband was like trying to, he was giving me these ideas, like what to do. And I was like, oh, okay, well, so I did that, but Lucas did not care. So anyways, um, but I did notice that we had a few neighbors um, around us that had little girls with very, some, very close in age. And whenever we would hang out with them, Lucas always wanted to play with their toys. Well, that's kind of normal because even now, kids, when they go to somebody else's house, they want to play with their toys instead of their own, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, well, they were, he was the only boy in our like little circle. And um, so I, we just thought, oh, he's playing with the girl toys because that's what my friends have, you know, because they have girls. Well, anyways, um, so, well, that continued though. And as then, I guess when he was a little over two, we moved back to Virginia and um, we had a bigger house, which means we got more toys. Yeah. And he was not interested in any of them. And I felt so bad. I'm like, oh my God, does my kid have depression? Because he doesn't like to play with anything we have. Whereas, you know, as Eli was getting older and wanted to play with things, he wanted what you would consider boy toys, you know? Um, Lucas was more interested about like picking up a purse and carrying it, you know? Yeah. Who am I to judge at that age? I'm like, they're kids. I don't care, you know? Yeah, because a lot of kids play with um you know like Sophie would play with cars and trucks when she was little so I wouldn't think of like that being any different than other kids correct right right yeah Yeah, exactly and then um I guess just as she as he got a little older um oh his favorite color was always purple okay but again who cares they're like yeah um and I guess, oh, you know what? We went on vacation and Lucas picked out a hat and a shirt that he wanted from Hawaii, but they were sparkly and had flowers on it. And Lucas like put the hat on. He's like, this is the one I want. This is the one I want. And my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, 
well, let's pick out something else instead. Yeah. No, this is the one I want. And so we're like, well, you know what? There's not a lot of choices here. So let's go to another store. You might find something better you like. Well, she wanted that hat and shirt so bad, she decided to get nothing at all. And like, I felt so bad. So I got her a shirt anyways. Yeah. And it was a blue shirt. It was a boy shirt. As what, opposed what, to a girl shirt. What age was that when you were in Hawaii? That was when he was four. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you were starting to see more and more signs of just not the toys, but then, you know, the, the going to Hawaii was probably a point where you were like, okay, what's going on here? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Sophie was like, wanted to wear like soccer jerseys as, as a little kid. And but I understand the difference where you're like, wait a second, there's you, you're not adding up, meaning you didn't want to have anything to do with what the other kids of the same sex were into, correct? Meaning clothing, meaning toys, anything. Well, we just thought it was a little, not odd, not, I, not, that's not a good word. Weird's yeah. not a good word, but um, I guess, I don't know. We just weren't used to that. Like, I didn't know what to do. And my husband was definitely like, no, he's yeah. not getting that. Yeah. And I was like, it's just a shirt. Or how about just the hat? My husband was like, absolutely not. I'm like, okay. And you know, we, anyways, for, I remember that year we went to the doctor for the, a wellness check. And I talked to the doctor about it in the hall before she came in. She goes, oh, sweetie, so many kids are like that at this age. You know, I remember my daughter, she wanted to, she always wanted to put on, I mean, I'm sorry. I remember my son always wanted to dress up in my daughter's clothes, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, the problem is I don't have a girl. So, you know, and, oh, and you know what else it was around the house? Um, Lucas always liked to dance around the house. Okay. Guys dance too, but it was just very prissy, you know, in the old days. Um, it's what at, at school, it's what kids would be like, that kid is gay. Mm -hmm. You know, like if that, if it, we were back in the day, um, and, but she's been like that since she was four or three, you know, as yeah. long as I can remember. And so, um, yeah, the doctor was just like, oh, that's normal for this age. I'm like, okay, so maybe it's just a phase. And my husband and I were like, well, this phase has already been going on for two years, but okay, whatever. We're just going to go with the flow, you know? Um, then right around four, um, he, uh, we always rocked them before we went to bed. We'd read a story and rock them and both, both kids. And I remember Lucas used to, he started telling me at night that he wished he was a girl. And I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, like you, mommy. I'm like, sweetie, do you know how cute you are as a boy? Like you were just a doll baby, you know? And I, I would name all these awesome things about him. And he was like, so I still want to be a girl, mommy. And I want long hair like yours. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll see, you know, but I, oh, I, I never say anything bad or mean or like, that's not okay. Or boys don't do that. I never said anything like that. Well, um, that, that just shows what kind of a good parent you are, by the way. That yeah, thanks. You're a good mom. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the time also, of course, I would never want to hurt my child's feelings, but, and, and it's at bedtime. I don't want him to go to bed being sad about anything, you know? So yeah. it was both of those um so he said that to me it got more often 
at nighttime when he would say that to me. And it was funny because my husband would be like, well, he's never mentioned that to me. And I was like, I'm telling you, he has mentioned that to me lots of times. So I don't know why Lucas never mentioned it to his dad. Um, but I don't know. Um, so then I remember, so he was, oh, he was started kindergarten still as Lucas, but he really, for back to school shopping, he really wanted these sequence shoes. They're definitely girl shoes. So I let him get them and he wore them to school all the whole year basically. And, um, and then he also got these little pink kitty cat shoes. And so some, but he's like the nicest kid, right? So it's kind of weird because some kids would look at him weird and I, oh, mind you, I worked at the school that he went to. Okay. So, so just to backpedal a little bit, you are a teacher, correct? Correct. Right. Okay. So what grade do you teach? I teach, well, I'm an elementary school teacher, so okay. I teach all the grades. I haven't been yeah. The last, the last four years I've been yeah. teaching technology in elementary okay. school. Okay. Okay. Um, go ahead. And, and how was at this point going into kindergarten, you know, letting him be who he is and wearing the shoes? How was your husband, how was Kevin reacting to this? Was it, it must've um, been difficult for him at this time. Yeah, it was difficult for him. Um, and I mean, he ended up getting used to it after I don't know a few months. When he, I guess, both of us didn't want anybody to make fun of or tease or bully Lucas. You know, yeah. so that was kind of our biggest thing. Um, but then after a few months, and I'm at the school, so I'm carefully watching. You know, um, everything was great. There wasn't anything to be worried about. Right now, um, then after the winter break of the same year, he was in kindergarten, some people, so I actually taught his class um, technology. And so some of the classmates would, um, would raise their hand, Miss Narob, is Lucas a boy or a girl? And I was like, um, a boy, why? Well, um, I just didn't know. But why does he wear girl's shoes? I'm like, why are you wearing that shirt? And they look at me and I'm like, no, seriously, how come you're wearing that shirt? today do you like blue like yeah and I was like and Lucas likes sequins and sparkles so I let him wear it I'm like oh but he's a boy yeah I'm like okay now, I got that a lot okay um from the young from kindergarten and first graders okay um, but at least the, at that age they're still open you know that's total. the thing that's wonderful about that age is they're open and you know you could tell somebody a small child something at that point and they still have the moral compass of being kind right right now then there were um a few kids that were teasing lucas on the playground about issues and lucas told me well you don't mess with mama <laughs> <laughs> so and lucas wasn't crying about it he was just sad one day a little bit i could just tell something was off so he yeah. told me i was like don't worry, sweetie. I will talk to them. It'll be a okay. I, okay, you know. So um, the next day, I went to their classroom um, and I pulled them out into the hall, and I just said, um, "Did you know? I, oh, I heard that um, you were laughing at Lucas's shoes yesterday." He was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Remember the pink shoes on the little boy?" Like, yeah. I'm like, were you laughing at him? Yeah. And I was like, 
do you know that's my son? <gasps> you know, the looks on their faces. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's my son or not. Would you want somebody to laugh at you because they didn't like your shirt today? You know, look at the shirt. I'm like, exactly. I was like, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's funny or doesn't yeah. mean it's not okay to wear. They're like, oh, okay. And I was like, don't, I really don't want to hear you tease or make fun of anybody else. Like, okay. So they went and, um, there, and then there was a first grader. So I just waited until I had her class and, um, I talked to her as well. And, so you um, were dealing with kind of knowing that there was going to be some teasing and bullying and Lucas was different. What, when, what was the age where not to skip ahead, but so that was kindergarten. So spring break. Yeah. He, I took him to a store and I said, Hey, it's just, you know, I want to get you a few new clothes. So, um, pick out what you want. And he ran to the girl section and picked out some items. And then, so after spring break, he started wearing those items. And so he was basically wearing all, he's been wearing all girl clothes since. And did you ever, um, it sounds like, I mean, star is so lucky because you are such an accepting parent. I, I, I read about trans, the trans community often. Um, and m so many of these children are suicidal, uh, different you know my friend brian who was a guest on the show he runs um a, a lgbtq plus community called the source in california with a lot of trans teens and um it's just so sad to hear the stories about the parents that aren't accepting so i would like to tell you how amazing you are that you were open to just letting star be star thanks yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I gave myself one day to grieve over. <laughs> yeah. Was that, and was the spring break when you really said to yourself, did, did you go to like some sort of another doctor or something at that point? Or was that down the line trying to understand for yourself how to, how to be a parent to a trans child? Like what was kind of the next thing once you realized, okay, Lucas is now star. You, was that shortly after spring break that the name turned into star or how did that kind of evolve? So um, during that summer after kinder, I, we were talking about names and I said, let's keep a list of any, all the names you like during the summer. And near the end of the summer, we're going to pick the one, you can pick the one you like. And so for first grade, she was going to a new school. Um, so I said, so for first grade, you'll start out at, with the name that, you know, we agree on basically. So it was a, uh, it was for us to, all decide together basically and so she picked one day she had like an epiphany she's like i know what i want my name to be oh my gosh i know it and i was like great great what what is it she goes shooting star and i'm like <laughs> i want my name to be shooting star <laughs> no offense but um <laughs> but it also is like a really cool stage name right shooting star <laughs> I guess if you're a stripper, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, but um, so I was like, but we could shorten it if you really like the name Star because I have heard that a little bit. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, do you want that? Yes. I was like, okay, let's do it. So but what was hard was that when I used to call the kids like to come to dinner or something, boys come, you know, dinner's ready. And so it took me forever to be able 
to say instead now I say kids you know yeah you had to kind of train yourself but what like you know it's the amount of compassion that you as a human being have just by hearing this story I, I I'm being honest with you I don't know if I would have been able to be so accepting just being a hundred percent transparent with you if one of my children were like mom I want you know I want to wear like all you know football jerseys and I want to wear go into the boys section and I want to do this and that I I know myself I would have bought it and I don't know if I would have been so open about it I probably would have tried to talk them out of it a lot so I just I think it's amazing that you were so accepting and so just were like, this is the way that it's supposed to be. Because I believe, and I'm, I know you believe this, I'm sure as well, that God kind of like doesn't necessarily like, he may, we're souls, right? And sometimes souls get put into the wrong bodies or they get put into like, they just, you know, gay straight, like Gay people are gay, and I have a ton of gay people come on my podcast because I believe, I hate to quote Lady Gaga, but you're born that way, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same for no matter where your soul is, it's always your soul and your body is, you could be put in the wrong body. So I really believe that. And I I just want to give you kudos for the way that you dealt with it because it's very, it's really amazing. Well, basically, once she started wanting to wear the girls' clothing, I dove into research. Research, research. I was watching anything and reading, I mean, everything and anything, my hands on. You know, um, so many books, blogs, I mean, videos, you name it. And I was, I was looking it up. And um, I mean, I had to, and here's what it came down to, I'll tell you. You know, there's, there's nothing like going through all this research and learning all this information and then seeing right in front of you the statistics of suicide rate, like you mentioned. Yeah. So basically it comes down to two things. Do I want to my kid to stay alive or not? Yes, of course I do. I love my child. So I will do anything and everything to keep my child alive. And so that's when people, you know, like you were saying, well, I don't know if I could handle it. Well, if it comes up to that, if it comes down to those two things, then I'm sure most parents would say, I want my kid to live. You know, I mean, now it's not been easy because not everybody in my family has agreed with it or my husband's family. And so it took some people longer than others. Some people still three years later, use the wrong pronouns. And I correct them every single time. Why don't you talk about what the correct pronouns are for people? Because I do have people that are listening to this podcast that could be prejudiced against the trans community. That's Mm -hmm. part of why I Mm -hmm. want to tell this story because the, the definition of being prejudiced is really at the core of it is not understanding, right? And being afraid of it. So what are the correct pronouns that you are, that people are supposed to use? I know the answer, I mean, but just tell people. <laughs> Basically, yeah. well, I mean, however, however a person identifies himself. So, you know, she identifies as a girl, 
So she go, she uses female pronouns, her, she, um, and it would be the same as if somebody was a boy. Now there are some people that they, they're not sure which gender they identify with. And so they actually use the pronouns, um, them or their. Yes. Um, yeah. And non-binary. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about your husband. I mean, I know this, he has his own story of how he dealt with it and this is really your story, but I mean, it is so like you guys have been together a long time. What was that like? It must've been difficult, you know, and there must've been a lot of struggling on his end because a lot of times I hate to say this, but women are more we're just the way that we are. We're more nurturing. I think for a man standing. Yeah. For a man, you know, so many men just like are like, I want to have a boy. Thankfully my husband is not like that, but if he did have a son, I'm sure he would have been like, I want to have a boy. Boys, you play with cars, boys play baseball, boys do this. What was, what was that like for him? Um, it definitely took him longer to come around than me. Um, I remember, you know, Kevin would say things underneath of his breath to me, um, or just underneath his breath. I don't know if it was necessarily me about Lucas at the time. And you know, I would have to say, "Don't say that." What if he heard just heard you? That's not okay. You know, and we have to be his supporters. You know, and so as I was doing the research, I would tell Kevin. Um, some of my findings, you know, um, but I mean, that is hard because you're right. Males see it differently, but at the same time I had to explain to him, I'm like, this is new to me too. I I don't know. I thought to be perfectly honest, I thought that it was weird when I heard about other people being like that too. And I thought it was weird of my own first. I hate to use that word. But that's really how it was at the beginning. I was yeah. like, what is going on? You know? And so luckily, um, what I have told my kids since day one is that every person in the world is different. Even, even the people in my own fa- my household, we all have different colored skin. We all have different colored hair, um, you know, different tones and variations. And so luckily that helped when this came out because I'm like, um, you know, Star didn't know that there's other people like her in the world. And so uh, whenever I hear of somebody that does great things that's trans, um, I tell her, she's like, oh, and um, I've since, you know, in the last couple of years, I've been um, in some transparent groups. And so we have gone on several play dates with other kids around her age that are also trans. And it helps because, you know, then she feels like it's okay. Like she feels more normal, you know? And so I told, I tell her, I'm like, some people aren't fast learners. So that makes them different. You are a fast learner. That's great. Some, some girls have different peepees. That's what we say. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's okay too. You know? Okay. The only thing that, um, that is hard. I will tell you one of the things is that now as she's getting older, so we, there is a thing called hormone blockers that typically um, transgender kids start around the age of 11. Um, t- 
10 or 11. And so, but until then, I mean, she's still growing, right? So like we just finished spring break. Well, poor thing. I have, so it's hard for her to wear a bathing suit. Yeah. You know, um, last summer we were on the beach and some lady made a comment to my mom. Um, just that, Oh, are those, are those your grandsons? And star was wearing like a one piece girl's bathing suit. And mom, and my mom said she was taken aback, but she, she was just like, yeah, yeah. She was like, she, oh, didn't, okay. she didn't know what to say. Yeah. Because she was yeah. caught off guard. Yeah. She's like star identifies as a girl now. And she's dressed like a girl right now in a girl's bathing suit. And yeah. So that just made it known to us that, you know, and she has a little bolt. Yeah. And, and, and I'm assuming, um, like she's going to begin to go through puberty. So she's going to begin to go through how, what, how, what does that look like moving forward? Is she going to start, like, how do you even transition? Do you wait? I'm, that's what the hormone blockers are for. Okay. It, okay. It halts. It doesn't stop you from growing, but it halts the, um, the, well, the hormones that make you, um, make you grow hair, make your voice change. Um, so that's what we, I've talked to her about it already. I just told her there's medicine. Yeah. So she's excited about that. Is she, does she, are you in therapy? Do you guys go to some sort of therapy? So that's a good question. So Kevin and I went to a therapist um, and he specializes in transgender, um, but usually in the area of teenagers and um, 20 year olds. So young adults. Um, but we went the first time because we wanted to meet him and um, he was great, but it was still at the beginning of our journey. And so after that, um, he just, he gave us some info, that was fantastic info. Um, but after that, we did not go to any more therapy. However, this past summer, Star met with him virtually um, on a weekly basis. Um, and I have no idea what they talked about. Um, so, but I, I know she really liked him. Um, he's a great person, but we have not been to any more therapy in regards to it. Okay. And, and I, I just, I think it's amazing that you're so supportive and you're putting her in therapy and in these play groups. Do you talk to mm -hmm. some of the other parents, because I'm sure that I think I've seen you post stuff about on social media, about people being so judgmental and being mean about it. What is that like? Be kind of, it's almost like bullying, right? They're bullying you to say, um, like, how dare you let your child be trans? They're too young. They don't understand. What is that like? What, how do you deal with, how do you deal with that? Um, it infuriates me Yeah. Um, because I'm like, you don't know the situation. You don't know how the feelings are until you are literally in that situation. You know, I mean, so, sure. Some people are, are more, um, accepting. Yeah. Just okay. they have more of that nature, I guess, you know? So, but there's a lot of people that are like, no, that's weird. You know, and. God made everyone perfect the way they are. And, um, 
you know, and it's really hard when you have close family that also makes comments to you, you know, and it's like, okay, I haven't said anything before, but you know, at some point enough's enough. Yeah. And so I think it comes out. I think it's interesting. (laughs) Sorry to talk over you, but I think it's interesting what you just said that somebody could say, God makes people the way that they are. I would, I mean, yes, you're right. Perfect that way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But it's like God made star, star. Totally. Yeah. Nobody, what's interesting, and I'm sure I, I think you would agree with me, is nobody would pick to go through this, right? Correct. Correct. It's Correct. like, yeah. who would do that if they weren't meant to, if this soul was not meant to be yeah, I know, in a right? different body? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just baffles my mind. Um, or, like the, or like there's a lot of people that say, well, you encourage it. Oh, my husband used to tell me that. Well, you encourage the behavior. I said, why? How? And I was like, just because I am a female? Oh, well, because you ask her what, what she would prefer, the boy or the girl thing. And I'm like, why does it matter which one she chooses? I'm trying to give her a decision. Yeah. I mean, a choice. You know? And so it, that, that was hard for him as well because he thought that I was enabling her. I had, I had a few people telling me I was, an, I was enabling her. And I'm like, I just didn't see it at all. I'm like, I just want my kid to be happy. I want my kid to have a happy childhood, you know? And for God's sake, I just want to keep my child alive. That's, yeah, like what, my, that's you, what I strive for. What do you know? I, I, I wish I would have looked this up before the podcast, but I will post about it on social media. Some of the, some of the statistics about suicide rates within the trans community is especially trans teens. I know it's very, very, very high. Um, um, I, I, I know that there are parents that, you know, when we talked about this a few minutes ago and you said to me, well, I didn't really have a choice. It was let my child live or let my child die, you know, let my child live and be the way that they are. And that's so true. I don't think I could ever understand what it's like until I'm walking in those shoes, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so moving forward, do you have kind of a plan? Um, you know, I think it's amazing that you're in therapy, that star is in therapy to talk about her feelings. Well, what so is- she's not in therapy anymore. Okay. She ended at the end of, at the end of the year, the end of 2020. Okay. Um, but she was okay with that. Um, do you worry? Do you worry about um, like going into like middle school and high school and those years? Yes, yeah, so I'm like I'm already thinking like, okay, what certifications do I have to do? I need to get so that I can teach at her middle school. What, what certifications do I need to get so that I can teach at her high school? So, but then it's, then there's the question of, well, am I being too much of a helicopter parent? Like, because I want to physically be in, but, you know, as time goes on, I have learned that if I can teach her the right to have the right, if we can both have the right tools to use when, you know, mean things are said. Um, then that will definitely help, you know? And the, the thing is, her brother has always picked 
based on her since she was little. And she, she, he was tackling her before he could walk. I kid you not. Well, she doesn't do anything back. She doesn't want to hurt a soul. Still to this day, he'll tackle her and she'll just say, get off me. Like she won't even try to push him off. So that's one of my worries is that if somebody picks on her, she won't, I'm just afraid that she won't fight back, you know? Um, like she's a perfect Because she doesn't want to be mean. Soul. Yeah, she's a perfect well, She's soul. just, she's just, yeah. she's like, a, and she's like, a, she's like a dainty little girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, she, you yeah, know what? I mean, um, she's she's a by the way beautiful. She looks just like you. Um, I see <laughs> I see her picture. She's she is so my cute. mini me. Yes. She's your mini me. Um, yes. Something I wanted to ask is, you know, if you if because I have an audience of people that are listening and curious and don't might might not know a lot about this subject. If you could go backwards in time, would you have done it the way that you've done it? Like all of the choices you've made? Is there anything like, say there's a, somebody out there that's listening that is kind of going through the same thing you are, you did. Is there any advice you would give to that person? Yeah, I would have, I wish like when we were in Hawaii when she was four, I wish that I would have let, I wish I would have been okay with her getting the hat and the shirt that she really wanted. Um, and because even if it was a phase, who cares, you know, and it's just, and, you know, she wanted to grow her hair out and so many people in our family, you know, were against that. And I'm like, it's hair. We can cut it at any time. And in fact, she did want to cut it at one point. So we did. And then she had to start all over again with, you know, growing her hair out, which was a okay also, but you know, kids are only kids once and we can only control them until they start making their own decisions. And let me tell you, making decisions as a kid is huge, um, which we don't realize. Um, I have people in my family that they weren't given choices when they were a kid. And so as adults, they still don't know how to make decisions. And I mean, we learn and grow from all of our choices and the decisions we make, whether it's good or bad. So I wish I just would have given in a little sooner. Well, I mean, hearing you tell the story just shows what a great parent you are. I don't think you're a helicopter parent. I think this is just my own opinion. I think God probably put you on this earth to, to, to be an advocate and let people know about what it's like being a trans parent and you're very smart and you can help make the world better, you know, by being the kind of mom that you have been to start. And I just think, I think you're wonderful. And I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I know that, you know, unfortunately there's so many people on this planet that are not kind. And I talk about it a lot. <laughs> um, I think we've all gone through our fair share of people being mean to us, just being in the bodies that we're in. So I can't yeah. imagine what it's like you know, um, if I would have been born feeling like I was in the wrong body, you know, mm -hmm. and I just wish people would maybe have a little bit more compassion and think twice um, before they say or do something unkind or mean to somebody else. So um, if, if I wanted to see if there was anything else that you wanted to put out there 
that we didn't talk about that's important to you? Yeah, and, and um, like you mentioned, advocating, right, for STAR. And this is the problem. I post things, but I never mention her name when I post those things because there are a lot of, most of the people at her school don't know. Only the some of the teachers and the principals. Um, and so I don't know if that's going to cause, if I post something, I don't know if that, what's that, what that will do to her. Yeah. In the and long that, run. Yeah. And that is something that you, you know, that I can understand that. The one thing that I will say though, is the world is evolving and changing. Like, yes. Thankfully star is on the planet when stars on the planet and it wasn't 20 years ago. Right. Totally. Oh my so goodness, yes. just with like the way that media is supportive and more and more supportive of the trans community and not, you know, not showing them in a negative light or showing right. that, you know, I mean, there's actors and actresses that are trans and it's open and, you yeah, know, and so politic political party, I mean, political, political people. Yes, yeah. which is amazing. So what my hope is, and I'm sure you're prayers and your hope is, is by the time star as an adult, this won't even be a thing. Right. right? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just wish I could, I wish I could advocate more, you know, on social media, but I feel like she's too young. It's not fair for me to, to, to post all about her, um, without, her real consent because of yeah. course now she'd probably be okay with it, but how do I, we don't know how she's going to feel in the future, you know? Yeah. I understand that. But I think, I mean, I'm just saying this thinking someday she's going to look back as, as an adult and be like, wow, my mom, I was really loved. My mom really loved me and my mom really tried hard to, to make sure that other people accepted me. And that is not the case for so many people. And um, the baggage that we bring into our adulthood is, you know, I talk about it all the time on this podcast. And I'm just, I think you're amazing. And I think Star is very, very lucky. And I hope one day I get to meet Star and you guys come back out to California because I just think you're an incredible person. And no, I thank you. you so much for sharing your story on my podcast and in closing keep living keep praying and keep growing mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.